Welcome back to this week's episode of Trauma to Triumph podcast. I'm Annabelle Ingleton. I'm your host. I'm a trauma-informed coach. I help people heal their brain and body from the effects of trauma. And this week, we're talking about how people-pleasing is people manipulation. It's lying. It's all the things. And listen, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but I'm breaking it down for you guys in a way that I think a lot of people maybe not have broken it down. Um, It's been seen as, you know, this personality trait that we tend to do because we want people to be happy, but I'm going to keep it real. I like to pay y'all with some big fat reality checks. And this is one of those episodes. So we're going to talk about how this even relates to trauma. And I always correlate everything back to it because, well, let's be honest, most of it stems from, from unhealed wounds, um, emotional wounds, attachment wounds, and sometimes money wounds. So let's talk about how this applies in the sense of just maybe attachment wounds or past trauma. Okay. So let's talk about what people pleasing is. This is a trait. This is a personality trait. This is a behavior. This is a behavioral adaptation. This is a trauma response. This is a survival response. It's called so many things. I'm going to name it all the things. Okay. People pleasing looks like this. I want to keep you happy and I want you to like me. I want to please you because I don't have the capacity to fully please myself and make myself happy. I have to get outside affirmation from other people in order to make myself feel okay and feel safe and feel connected. Therefore, I'm going to kind of put my needs to the side. I am going to mm, deny my truth and I'm going to go with what you want to do, aka I'm going to lie, okay? And I'm going to please you so that I can get you to like me more. That's the gist of people pleasing, okay? This looks, this can look like so many things. This can look like, de- like denying what you really want. Someone says, let's go eat some Chinese food. You really want Mexican. You're, you don't even like Chinese food whatsoever. You're like, hell no, I fucking hate chow mein and orange chicken <laughs> and all the damn Chinese food. But I'm just going to say yes, because this is a new guy that I'm dating and I don't want him to think that I don't like him because I do like him and I don't feel comfortable in my, in my truth, in my, but like my desire that for, for Mexican, Mexican food and my dislike for Chinese food. So I'm just going to lie and I'm going to, I'm going to hopefully please you by acquiescing and and saying yes to what you want to eat and denying my need. And then hopefully you'll like me more. This can also look like staying with someone because you don't want to break their heart, aka you don't want them to be in pain or you look selfish. So you stay with someone or you stay in a relationship with someone longer than you really want to because you don't want the world, your peers, your family, the person themselves to think that you're mean. So let's stay in the relationship that you really don't want to be in for the sake of other people, not your own. 
okay? I'm giving you guys two really simple examples, dating and being in a relationship. Here's the rub. We do these external things because we think that we can get them to like us by doing this thing when, guys, you have no freaking control over how someone feels about you. You can't go into someone's like emotions and 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 lift the the freaking knob on I like Annabelle more, right? Like you really can't do that. It's 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 pretty much impossible. And we think that if we do this external thing, it's going to change their mind or just just kind of sway them more towards liking us more. And to be honest guys, you there's no way you can you can know what they're thinking when you do the thing. You, you saying yes to Chinese food, what if in it, like in their mind, they don't even really want Chinese food, but they just did it because you said it and it's like this whole ball of fucking confusion, but you went along with it because you thought they wanted it and they thought you wanted it and everyone's just lying to themselves and they don't even like you at the end of it. If anything, they might be irritated because they're like, fuck, I don't even want Chinese food. I wanted Mexican and you wanted Mexican, but both of you guys didn't speak up. That's a problem. The relationship thing is even worse, guys. Staying with someone because you're worried about what your mom's going to say, what his family's going to say, what the kids are going to feel like, what work is going to say, what your colleagues and your friends are going to say, what your girlfriends are going to say. No, bitch, this doesn't work. You guys, this never ends well. We can't make someone feel a certain way for us if, if we tried. Like there's, okay, look at, we have a little bit of influence. Yes, I do believe we can have a conversation with someone and say, listen, this is my position. This is how I feel. This is what I want to do. These are all my points, uh, basically, um, protect, not protecting. I'm just supporting. There you go. That's the word supporting my points, supporting my decision. And this is why I'm going to do it. And you can, and you can pretty much, you can kind of convince someone to be on your side. Yeah. But most people don't do that. Let's be honest. We don't do that. We just make a decision because we think we're going to get someone on our side or we're going to get them to not think of us in a bad way. But you guys, we have no control over people. So that's the first point I want to make. The second point is when you are denying your truth, you are in full, full self-betrayal, full self-betrayal and let's talk about self-betrayal. We have, I think I have some other episodes on this, on this um, topic early, early on in the podcast. I'll link them up here. I'll look them up and I'll put them in the show notes. Um, when you deny your truth, let's say you want to, you really like want to get a divorce and you are done being with this person. You are hurt. There's no reconciliation. Like you're ready to move on and you stay because you're worried about A, B, C, and D. Okay. This is so harmful to your self-concept, to your internal, like your, your wounds, your emotional wounds, to your protectors. And let me explain what this, what this means. We all have some type of past trauma, emotional wounds, maybe sometimes an attachment trauma, okay? An attachment wound. And those are all these little parts of us that got hurt from childhood, from our past relationships, whatever they are. And they are now stuck inside of us, stuck in the survival state and living in us, okay? When we don't back them up and take care of them the way they need to be taken care of now, 
we are betraying ourselves. What do I mean by that? Let's say a part of you was wounded by abandonment. Let's say your father abandoned you and your mom and all your siblings and you have an abandonment wound and you are now currently an adult woman and you are dating someone that you know is not right for you. This person is abusive. This person is physically abusive. This person is verbally, emotionally abusive. It's, it's not a healthy relationship for you. You are further injuring those wounded parts of you. And when you are further injuring those wounded parts of you, these parts of you look at you and say, Annabelle, you're not taking care of us. Like we are looking at you to kind of like guide and and help us and help us heal, but you're not doing that. Then you also have your protective parts, the parts that like put you into shutdown, put you into fight or flight that try to protect you. Okay. And they're also used to you maybe denying yourself, not standing up for yourself, um, not speaking your truth, just denying your, your needs and your desires, not setting boundaries. And when you want to, let's say, break up with someone and you don't do it again, your protective parts are saying, see, Annabelle's like not doing this for us. The, her highest self that she claims to be operating from it's, it's not happening. She doesn't operate from that part. She's not even sticking up for us. So you're now choosing to be with this person that's really hurting us. Thanks, Annabelle. Like sarcastically, right? They're like, you're not, you're not holding it down. And these protective parts get even more protective and they get more in charge of running the show instead of your true authentic self who wants the healing, who wants true love, who wants to set boundaries, who wants to um, be live authentically, live in its purpose. And then your wounded parts say, wow, like Annabelle's just not taking care of us. So you further betray those wounded parts and you betray those protected parts. And it's, it's a, it's a recipe for internal struggle and internal strife. Okay. This is what insecure attachment looks like. Insecure, personal, like self-independent attachment looks like. It's so important, guys, that we don't fall into the trap of what do other people need and what do we, and and let's deny what we need because their stuff is more important. This is typically a thing that someone with anxious attachment or disorganized attachment would do. It's it's more anxious anxious attachment led. So if you have disorganized attachment, you have both anxious and avoidant. Okay, so this can be a trait or a behavior adaptation that someone with anxious attachment would do, and someone with disorganized attachment would do. Someone with anxious attachment or disorganized attachment believes that being alone feels really bad and really painful. It puts them constantly into shutdown. They feel abandoned. They feel rejected. They feel like Nobody loves them unless someone is affirming them. So it's better to just be with somebody than to be with nobody. So you can see how if you believe the truth that, or you believe that belief, because it's not truth. If you believe the belief that it's better to be with somebody than to be alone, you're going to do things that, that support that belief, aka please other people so that they'll like you and, and you're in denial of your truth. When you have anxious attachment style, you typically put other people's needs above your own. You come off a little bit more jealous, a little bit more controlling, a little bit more needy. Um, You will 
want to know what someone's doing all the time. You don't know how to regulate your emotions very well. The way that you typically regulate your emotions and feel better is when somebody else outside of you, anything outside of you, most it's typically external, affirms you. And this outside affirmation makes you feel better. Like, okay, good. Someone, someone likes me. Someone loves me. Okay, the world is okay. But here's the goal, guys. The intention is to always be self-led and be self-regulating and being able to regulate your own emotions by your own self-love, your own self-respect, your own self-concept. That way, no matter what's going on in the world, because remember, we can't control the outside world. We can't control outside circumstances. No matter what's going on outside, if someone cheats, if someone lies, if someone dies, if someone gets sick, if someone fires us, if someone, whatever it is, whatever circumstances, we are self-sufficient and we can regulate our own emotions and we're not reliant on anybody else. I want to make something really clear. This doesn't mean that we walk around this world like an avoidant attachment. That's it sounds like avoidant attachment style. Like I'm okay, I'm by myself, I don't need anybody. That's that's not the case. Secure attachment looks like I love people, I want to give love, I want to receive love. When I need someone, I can I will ask for for I will request for someone to meet my needs. If I have something that I'm upset about, I can I will express my my um my need or when I'm upset. You will set boundaries where you need it. You will, people are consistent. They can leave and you trust that they're going to leave and they're going to come back. You believe that you can receive love, that you can give love, that you can be vulnerable in front of them, that you can be fearful, that you can just, every emotion is okay to, to, to express and you can receive whatever anybody wants to give you. You welcome it. Love, I love love. Give it to me. I want affection. I want love. I want all the things. And you feel safe when someone comes and someone goes and just everything is fine. Anxious attachment does not feel that way. Doesn't look that way. Anxious attachment is very dependent on an external source. It is outside motivated. It is this person tells me they love me and so now I feel good. It also looks like if they don't love me or if they don't approve of me, I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. I'm not valuable. I'm not capable. And guys, this is a complete fallacy. This isn't true, but this is what trauma teaches us. Okay. People pleasing is a form of anxious, typically a a sign of anxious attachment style. I know if someone's people pleasing, they typically have either disorganized attachment or anxious attachment. And listen, it's well-intended. I know that nobody is, you guys aren't like killing someone, right? You're you're obviously trying to be kind and give, which is so admirable, so intentional. It's so beautiful. I love that. But you're doing it at the risk of betraying yourself. And this is something that we never want to do. We want to do things when we are in full, full love for ourselves and full, full love for the other person. That's the goal. Someone's love is always a cherry on top of our beautiful life. Accepting someone's relationship is always the cherry on top of our already secure, safe life. It sounds cliche, right? They always, you know how you've heard people say, love your, you have to love yourself first in order to love other people. It really is true. If you can't love yourself, you are not able to physically or even capable of loving another person because you don't feel secure in your, by yourself. You don't feel secure, independent of another person. Okay. So 
people pleasing, although it, I believe, and I know that you, if you're, if you're doing this thing, you have the best of intentions, but it has a net negative result. It really does. It ends up, you end up betraying your wounded parts. You end up betraying your protective parts. They end up believing that you don't have their back. You're, you're not showing up in the full, in full pursuit of self-love and self-respect. And that's always the ultimate goal initially. Like I said, people's love and people's affection is always a cherry on top, but we want to be, we want to be okay. Independent of their love. Cause guys, what happens? What happens if you're on a fucking desert, deserted Island? No one's there. No one's there to take care of you. And you're by yourself. What do you, you will fall apart. You will go crazy and you will fall apart because there is no one there to affirm you. There's no one there to love you. There is no one there to tell you that you're great. There's no one there to anything. You want to be okay, independent of anybody else. And other people are just the beautiful cherry on top. That's the goal. So what do you do instead of people pleasing? What's the alternative? So what the alternative is when someone asks you what your opinion is on something, when someone asks you what you want to do, when someone asks you, how do you feel? You express your truth. In in spite of what you are worried may happen. Because let me explain something to you guys. When you are speaking in your truth and you're being honest and you're being self-respectful, people will love you. People will subconsciously say, Annabelle is respecting herself and because she respects herself, guess what? I respect her. There is a subconscious thing that happens when you don't respect yourself. Another person, guys, does not respect you. You are sending a subconscious message to them that I don't give a fuck about myself. I don't love myself. I don't respect myself. And what they believe is, shit, if she doesn't do it, why am I, how am I going to do it? Her life must not be very good. I don't want to do it either. So they won't do it. So it always starts with you. So when someone asks you what you want to do, I know it may feel hard initially if you're not used to speaking your truth and like being honest about what you want. Do it in small doses. Where can you start saying what it is that you want? Maybe it's like when someone asks, how do you want your coffee? You you say exactly how you want it. Can I make you a coffee? Instead of saying, no, 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 I can do it. If you really want them to make you a coffee, let them make you a coffee. Okay? That's a small little win. That's a small thing to do for yourself and yourself is going to say oh that's so nice that they did that for me because it it builds your self-respect that you're willing to ask for that and accept it right but here's another thing that I oh my gosh it's so important that you that I want to point out when you are people pleasing here's how it ends up guys you end up resenting people every single person every client that I've ever had that people pleases hates people hates the people that they do it for. It's so ironic. They will tell me, "Uh, you know, people take advantage of me. No one no one ever appreciates what I do for them. They, you know, they're never grateful, they're never thankful, and I think you're the you're not getting what you want. Like they're upset because they're not they, they have this expectation. They have this expectation of people being grateful and thankful and loving them and praising them after they do the thing that they think that they're supposed to do. And when people just like say like don't even like acknowledge it, they're like oh, 
Why didn't they acknowledge me? I wanted them to acknowledge me. Guess what, guys? We can't control other people. So if you're doing it with the expectation of, I want them to love me. I want them to appreciate me. I want them to be grateful. I want them to be thankful. I'm sorry to tell you, but you can't control people. So people, my clients who I've seen that are people pleasers will always be so mad at the people that they do the thing for. They're always so resentful, which is so ironic because you're doing it to try to get love from them, but then you end up hating them. You end up getting mad at them. This is how you know you are not doing something authentically. You are not doing something from from your heart. You're not doing it intentionally. You are doing it with, um, you're manipulating it. You are trying to get something in return for the thing. This is not, this is not healthy. This isn't love. When you love someone, you just do something because you love them and that's it. I love you so much. I'm going to make you a cup of coffee. I love you so much. I'm making the bed today. I love you so much. I'm going to pick up your, the dry cleaning today. I love you so much. I'm making dinner. I love you so much. I'm going to fucking give you head, whatever it is you're going to do. You just do it because you want to do it. You don't do it with an expectation because when you have an expectation, guys, you're just going to get let down. Do it out of the genuine love, desire, care in your heart. And most of the time, most of the time when you're doing something out of genuine desire, people feel it. It is very palpable. I believe it is very different when you're doing it out of a genuine desire than out of people pleasing. I think, I think the feeling is the energy that you put into it is so palpable. And when you are giving without the energy of love, you are, you're not, you're, you're not putting love into that giving and you're not going to get it back. This goes into like financial abundance and I can, oh my God, like I can go on an hour rant about this, but we ain't going to do that today. That's like, we're going to do that in a couple weeks. <laughs> so, all right, I'm wrapping up because this was supposed to be a five minute episode <laughs> and now it's like 23 minutes. And listen, y'all, um, I think I gave you guys enough, enough knowledge, enough truth. People pleasing is self-betrayal. People pleasing is an, is a, basically a manipulation. It's lying to yourself. It's lying to other people. People pleasing is, in my opinion, a big trait from of anxious attachment style. It is a lack of affirming and regulating yourself that you're trying to do it in an external source. You're trying to get affirmation and love from somebody else. The goal is to be self-led, self-loved, self everything and everybody else's love is just a cherry on top but you want to live your life from a very honest place from a very genuine place from a place of giving because you want to give giving without expectation and giving with love and genuine desire to give okay people pleasing is the complete opposite of that guys it is it is just not from truth it's not from truth and when you're giving from a place that isn't truthful, that isn't real, that isn't genuine, you will resent the person that you're giving it to because you're doing it with an ulterior motive, with different intentions. And it's just, you're basically like sending out to the universe that I only do if I get something back. And that isn't an energy of abundance. That's scarcity. That's lack. That is inefficiency or insufficiency, I should say. And you're not, 
it just doesn't end well. I keep on saying that. I think I said it in the other episode. I was like, guys, don't do it. It doesn't end well. That's so funny. That's so like, um, it sounds scary. It doesn't end well. Um, but it doesn't because you end up betraying yourself. And that for sure doesn't end well. I hope this was helpful. As I say, after every single episode, if you are interested in working with me to help heal your anxious attachment, your, the emotional wounds that you have, your attachment wounds, past trauma, I am taking new clients at, I, I would say like mid and October to start working with me in November. So join my wait list. The link is in my bio. So you can work with me one-on-one via my Trauma to Triumph coaching program. It's an amazing, amazing program. My wait list is pretty jam-packed, but if you are on the wait list, you get first dibs to work with me and to book clarity calls. And if you say yes, you get on my schedule. So it would be an honor to work with you. Um, I work with about... I would say about 20 people each quarter. This will be the last quarter of 2021. So it would be honored to work with you. Click the link in my bio. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Click the notes, the show notes, and there is a link there to get on my wait list. I hope this was helpful, and I will see you guys next week. Talk to you soon. <laughs>